Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Genre Distraction Podcast. I'm Court. And I'm Brad. And tonight we're going to be talking about The Passage, Season 1, Episode 5. How are you going to outrun the end of the world? Ooh. Mm, how are we going to outrun the end of the world, Brad? Well, first it takes training every week. You need to put in a certain amount of miles per week. And then you just gradually get up there. There's like a lot of programs out there. There's like the couch to the 5K. There's a couch to the end of the world run. You know, um, that's just how you do it. You're really going to try to get me to run this half marathon, aren't you? I'm trying. The freezing cold. I'm I'm not doing the one in the freezing cold, but I, I could try to get you to do a half marathon with oh, me. I'm coming out there next year. We're doing the one in the freezing cold. The okay. one you said and showed me the medal. It had the WTF. Yep. The Winter Trail Frosty. Big, giant WTF medal. Okay. February 22nd next year. Anybody I else have- wants to do that with us is going to be in Indiana. Come on out. It'll be fun. Yeah, even if we get frostbite, we'll be fine. Yes, we'll see how it is next week because the weather in the Midwest, man, it's been crazy this year. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we jump into the episode, let the good people know where they can find us and where they can email us all their awesome marathon stories. You can email us uh, your marathon stories or your show stories or any other stories you want to email us at genredistraction at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. She's Jen Dev, and I'm Brad Zeeby. I'm really horrible on Twitter. But, yeah, that's where you can find us. I, I live tweet a lot of shows, so just come follow me. Roswell, watch it. It's a great show. Yep, there you go. Okay, so like Brad said, this episode was 105. How are you going to outrun the end of the world? That was an awesome line from Anthony Carter. Brad and Amy plot their escape with an unlikely accomplice. When a high-ranking official suddenly arrives at Project Noah, Sykes and Richards begin questioning each other's motives. Of course, this peaks, picks up from last week when uh, she found out that he did not get a call about not killing Babcock. Right. Like he did that himself. Well, actually, he did not do that by himself. That was all Babcock. Yeah, yeah the DOD did not authorize him not to kill everybody or mm-hmm. did not tell him not to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this episode has a lot going on, and it's getting us closer to whatever uh, Fanning's game plan is. Definitely. Whatever the game is. Oh, we also kind of got it closer to, you know, it always kind of, you had that moment in time. This is a government facility where they're testing out, you know, viruses and stuff like that. And that's where Horace Gilder, Deputy Director of the Department of Defense, shows up. Yeah, like if you like, we kind of talked about this before, where they found funding through the Department of Defense. Like mm-hmm. we knew this was a bad idea, right? And, and not watch Walking Dead yeah. or Return of the Living Dead or any horror movie where the military has somebody. Yeah, pretty much. But that's who um, Brad knew him as. The agent knew him as. But we now we know that he's uh, deputy director of the Department of Special Weapons because, of course, he is. Uh huh. And he's there for a very special reason. They've sunk a billion dollars into Project Noah, and now he wants results. He wants Amy or one of the others. Right. And uh, Skyce isn't very happy about that stuff being weaponized. But, you know, um, Dr. Pet there is a suck-up. He is. Like, he doesn't care about anything except for, like, getting all the glory when he can. Like, he is what um, Jonas's wife described Fanning as. Like way back when, when she said he was all for for the fame and glory, and he'd sell you out in a minute. Right. It worked out well for him. It did. Because <laughs> he goes, I can make them stop biting. Sure, sure you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he technically did, except that was a part of their plan. Uh, yeah. Like, really? 
Yeah, I. His plan was great. I'm just gonna jump into him there for a moment because they take um, Wilcox downstairs, mm-hmm. and it goes really bad from there because you know as they start giving him like a lobotomy thing going on, that was kind of cool, or mm-hmm. not cool, but you know what was happening. But we also got to discover that that really doesn't affect them at all. Getting you know a nice drill uh, done into your head doesn't really do anything to you. Mm-hmm. And he, he puts the Wi-Fi connectors in there, and we get this whole thing of like, yeah, Pet's like, I got this going on now, and you know, I got control of you, so Winston, I need you to stand up. And, you know, Winston, I liked it when they had the, the psychic handshake, right? Everything, it's like it pulled me into, um, what was that movie? The uh, Giant Robots, Giant Monsters? Oh, uh, Pacific Rim, where they uh-huh. have the psychic handshake gets together and their <laughs> minds meld all into one. And yeah, he thinks everything's working just fine. And I don't know about you at that point in time. I thought for sure that this wasn't going the way that Pet thought it was going. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to go the way he wanted it to go. Like, there's just no logical way that y- you can control, like, this guy. Yeah. Like, you you don't know what you're dealing with. You're cocky as hell, and you're an asshole. Right, and he's just you know Winston's there. We get we finally get a little bit more of him, and he's yeah. talking and he's having his whole fun thing going on, doing pretty much a stereotypical dumb redneck thing with serial killer and racist mixed in, not right. racist rapist. Yeah, it's it's all there. Yep, I'll raise my hand. I'll do this. I'll sit down. You're thinking of big words. Wonder what that is. Ah, uh, yeah. And then Pet goes back down later on. Mm. And shouldn't have been the only one going down there because that went really, really bad for him quickly. Yeah. Like, he didn't even know what he, what was happening. And so prior to this, as far as he knows, he hadn't been having any of the dreams. He hadn't been influenced at all by any of the virals, right? Right. Because right. he literally said, like, oh, I haven't been having any dreams. So I don't know what you're talking about. Was it because he hadn't been spending any time with them? Or what was the whole thing with that? I just don't think they had a, they, they needed him. He hadn't been really spending enough time with them. They hadn't really needed to screw with him. But as soon as he, you know, made his psychic handshake thing, he just got totally taken over at that point in time. Yeah. Like, and like Paulson kind of said it last week, they have an entire plan and we're going to let them out. Like you guys have no idea what's right. going on. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe that was the game plan all along. You know, they, eventually they would get them down there like they're being able to read minds or something like that. But yeah, as soon as, you know, he uh, had that handshake with him, that was done. I mean, he was out of it. That's why he went down there. We don't even know if Pet went down there on his own accord or was that something that Winston made him go down there and do? Because as soon as he was down there is when Winston's like, he's like, oh, my God, how did you get undone? He's like, you did it. And we see in, you know, in the side mirror thing that what he's thinking isn't actually real because, you know, he opens the door and everything else. But Winston being the psycho killer that he is at least tells him to run so he can have a little chase. Right. And it's the same thing that we saw with Gray. So Gray's being controlled by Fanning. So right. it's all the same. So I wonder why Shauna hasn't tried that yet with Richards. Like she hasn't had to because she's been able to um, like kind of control him anyway. I just don't or think not she, him, she's been able to influence him. She hasn't. She hasn't wanted to. I think she has a different plan for him because you know when 
she runs Babcock shows up for him later on. He's like, she's like, when we get out of here, I'm taking you with me. And I think this is a different thing than all the other ones who are basically being used as pawns. I think like Babcock actually likes him. So that's, she's going to take him and they're going to be together thing or something like that. That's kind of the way I was taking it. I don't think it's going to work out like she wanted to. Like the, the only thing is, is he going to die in the end? Is he going to flip to their side? Is he going to come back over to um, agent side? I, yeah, I don't know. That's the part that we're going to have to find out. I don't know how that one's going to go out. I almost want to think he's going to go to the viral side, but I don't really, I don't know. Yeah, but I can't see his reasoning for doing it. Like, he, I don't think he really has feelings for uh, for Babcock. It's just whatever, like, influence she has on him right now. He may get there eventually. I mean, well, she may warp his mind, too, and take him. I don't, it's hard to tell. But it's, you did find it interesting that he did keep that a secret of everything that was going on. Well, because he's the lead security guy, so he can't be compromised. Well, or he the, doesn't think, like, he can't like present himself as having been compromised, but he should have known like this was, has gone downhill and it's FUBAR and he should have called it all off. Well, he like, doesn't have to out. tell everybody that he's compromised. Tell the one person you're with who's in charge of the program that you're having issues. That's right. the one person you should be going, um, yeah, she's in my head. Right. Y'all may want to think about this because as we know, um, Sykes doesn't have anybody in her head at the moment. That we know of. Well, it hasn't come to, it hasn't come up or anything like that. So no one's really talking to her. Right. I, I think that would be a big thing if he went, you know, by the way, this is happening. She'd be like, oh, crap. You know, I can trust you. That's- so they know who to target because they haven't really gone after Jonas. Not not like they've gone after the others. They haven't gone after Sykes. And until now, they hadn't gone after Pet. Right. And even though... Uh, Jonas goes down there and he puts himself into the little cage. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I have issues with that because one, he goes, okay, put me in here. I might be infected. And later on, they were like, let me out. Okay, cool. We'll let you out. Like, well, a th- th- couple things with that. So he went down there because he may have been infected. But like, as we know, the infection, the results of the infection, the, the symptoms of the infection don't really show up for what, 28 days, they said-ish, unless there's been some kind of mutation that's happened in the meantime. Um, I think all that was to set up in place for him to be where he was so that he could have that conversation with Fanning uh, because they hadn't really been conducting up until then, even though Fanning said that was mostly because he was mad at Jonas for not killing him when he, he told him to. Right. So Fanning like wanted to be taken out before. I know, but I'm just, this place has worst security protocols ever. Oh, it does. Do you think they would be better, especially with vampires in the mix? But okay. Oh, they're not um, vampires. We have the fact that Elizabeth's on the premises now, even right. though she should have gone back once, um, once, Jonas had his whole, oh, this might be goodbye moment with her. Yeah, yeah. That should have happened also. We did reach a new point now where Jonas is now saying they're vampires, though. Yeah, vampires, virals. Um, Sykes sums it up in the best way ever when they're meeting with the, what is it, Horace there, Gilder? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know, we use we use science we didn't understand to create a lethal species with superpowers we can't control who seem hell-bent on destroying us. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it always happens? Yeah. That's usually how it happens. I think that's like the basis for any 
um, bad thing gone wrong. Like 28 Days Later pretty much started that way. <laughs> yeah, and I think Skynet too. Yeah, Skynet always, yeah, that started that way. Um, the robot overlords, when they take over, that's going to happen. Like we're doing this for a good thing. And like Tesla, I mean, like self-driving cars, it seems like a good idea now. Next I mean, thing you know, we're in Death Race 2000. Hmm? Do what? Back to the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a matter of time before they rise up and destroy us. <laughs> Silence. It's all happened before. It'll happen again. Um, okay. So where else are we? Oh, uh, Lila and Lacey. So they're hiding out after their um, idea to kind of expose the project on the news uh, and they end up with that reporter getting killed. So they're in hiding. Lacey decided that uh, she wanted to go back and visit the nuns who she had left when she went into the military because she understands now that she has a purpose. Her purpose is to protect um, Amy. Amy. Yep. So that is her whole thing. And that's going to be a very interesting thing to protect because Brad also got a warning from Carter who takes him into his little realm, which is, you know, where his mother was, who's passed away like three years ago. Mm -hmm. And he tells her that, you know, they ain't friends, but he does warn him about Amy. Yeah. He's still upset with the fact that, uh, that Brad brought him into this whole mess. Oops. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. I I can see that. It would, you know, I I would maybe be upset about that also. Yeah. Yeah. But like they're there and I think everybody's kind of choosing a side at this point. Sykes has chosen Brad and Amy and so has Carter as it seems. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that he's not in like that bar, that mine shining bar where, Babcock and Fanny like to hang out like he's in his own like piece of the world mm-hmm. yeah he, he can go there whenever he wants to and he feels better so he does warn her about you know Amy you got to watch out for her because she is kind of the future and she's the key to everything yeah he, he literally says Amy's the savior right and she has got a lot going on uh, Sykes is the one uh, who disables her GPS thing Yes. So they can get out where I love the fact she's like, yeah, we are already planning on that excursion. So <laughs> we're, we're way ahead of you, lady. Yeah. Sykes is completely over it after their entire meeting with, with Gilder. Yeah, well, the, you know, during that meeting, Gilder's like, did you read my mind? And her response should have been like, no, you look like a creep. I'm sorry. It does look like a creep. You look like sketchy. you're being really creepy with a little girl right now. And yeah. thankfully an, another adult came in the room. She's like stranger danger. Come on. Right. I, I did like Sykes. She was like, yeah, you want to strip me of everything and kick me out of here? Cool. Other than that, we're done here. I like her. That's Please it. don't die. I'm kind of really curious where we're going to go with her. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, and going back with Lila and Lacey, who do you think grabbed Lila at the end at the church? Was it somebody good, somebody bad, her ex-fiance that she didn't break up with yet? I think it's somebody bad. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Lacey's going to go crazy and take him out. I'm not looking forward to that. I think, well, I'm looking forward to finding out who did it, but I don't think it was anybody good. No, not at all. Uh, one of the things we needed to go on to is down in the basement there where Jonas put himself in exile so he can talk to Tim. We get flashbacks on the Jonas-Tim fan, uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. where Jonas just pretty much ignored his wife for a lot of time, it seemed. 
He was a very busy man. And he likes to make very long speeches. And he's fine with uh, Tim taking his wife home. Yeah, because they're friends and he's very secure in his marriage. And he doesn't mind the subtext that they have. Yeah. so Because it's going to stay subtext, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And then it doesn't subtext anymore. And then it was gone. And Yeah. And so this took place in 2012, whereas they had uh, they brought him in on the experiment, I think, in 2015 or 2017. I can't remember right. the timeline on that. But when like her d- disease started at that point, she had told Jonas about the affair or them hooking up that one time or however long it was. Mm-hmm. And they apparently got over it. But at that point, she was able to know that. Fanny was manipulative and all those other things that she told him about other episodes ago. Right. Yeah. She didn't like him at all at that point in time. Yeah. So. Like he's not a good person. Was, so it'd be interesting to see like what else happened after like they hooked up because mm-hmm. Fanny appears to really have loved her. Oh yeah. And he still does. I mean, and that's, he's the one that brings up the Jonas like, okay, your wife has Alzheimer's and she's in there suffering and you just let that happen. But she's not really suffering. Well, like she, she's just somewhere. Well, like she's lost well, in her own. She suffered, like knowing that she was going to lose herself. That's when she suffered. No, but she was still suffering because she was alone and just by herself. Because that's uh, why he yeah. had. Um, she called it alone. Yeah, she yeah. had Gray go in there and in- inject Elizabeth with the viral blood. And as uh-huh. soon as that happened, Tim just walks in, and she's in this cold, you know, foggy area that just there's nothing. There's grayness, and she doesn't know anything she's going on. And he's like, I can help you, and turns everything nice and sunny. And, yeah, we're friends. And, yeah, right there, it's kind of uh, he's going to win her over. And that's going to be a big thing because Jonas is not infected. And, uh, yeah, Fanning's just got his thing going on there. But, yeah, I wonder what it means for her, though, because she has a whole different um – different place where she's coming from this from like her brain waves and brain matter is completely different from the others. The others were pretty much healthy when they were infected with, um, with, with the virus, with the viral formula and everything. But like she, her mind is already being decimated by the Alzheimer's and her memories are affected. So I wonder what effect that will have on like how the virus takes hold of her. Like, will she turn like Jonas? Will she be kind of like Anthony? Will she be closer to Amy? I know they said Amy with her age, mm-hmm. but will something else about Elizabeth's brain waves be different? I don't know, but she's apparently healed now. So it's going to yeah, be it a was little interesting thing going on there. Uh, so it kind of brings us back to that one point at time as Brad and Amy are trying to get out. You know, they're, Carter's looking for them. Amy leaves mm-hmm. her book, which is going to be a big key thing later on because you know that book's a major thing, right? Oh, yeah. The book's a definitely a major thing. I'm wondering who's going to bring it back to her. She has to be connected to that book again. Maybe Anthony. I'm thinking Fanning. Fanning? Fanning totally has the book. Yeah, and he's going to play off the book at some point in time. Yeah, because he's going to know how, much, how important it is to her. Yep. It, something's going to happen. It's going to go that way. But as they're leaving, they're trying to get out. She's like, no, I can hear them. And they stop because and there we have Winston mm-hmm. coming after uh, the agent there and takes him down. And well, Hold on. Let's let's back up on this whole thing. When they're in the freezer, Amy asks him, you know, why are you watching out for me? And he comes clean with the whole, I lost my daughter and everything else. And I, I really thought this was an interesting part in the whole thing, too, because we know that she can read his mind. Mm-hmm. So she should already kind of know this, but she's letting him say it. Right. 
Like, I wonder if she can read his mind, like everything he says, or if it's just certain flashes that she gets. On things that he's really serious about, like when he was talking about going through all the escape routes and everything else. Yeah, and baseball. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if she's really putting her mind to it or else she doesn't pay attention to it. That's a good point. Right. Right. Because it just like I think that part for her just kind of kicked in like recently. And so maybe he hasn't been thinking about his kid because he's been so focused on getting him and Amy out of there. But I like that he confided that into that for her and then like talked to her fear of being left alone. And he's like, you're never going to be alone. Like, right. I'm your family now. Right. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah, we got that whole thing going on there. So there we go. Uh, yeah, so they're they're escaping, and the agent's getting taken down by Winston, and Amy screams, and screams a whole lot, and there's like a little sonic boom thing going on. Oh my god! All right, so a couple episodes ago, when they when Jonas was watching Babcock and Fanning have their whole telepathic conversation they were checking out the brain waves and everything, and the radio waves like going on, like and it just hit me when Amy did her whole banshee screaming thing that it affected Winston, but it didn't affect um, the agent at all. Mm -hmm. And I just wondered about that, like how, like that sound that, that radio wave or whatever she's able to do, like how that affects them, the virals. I thought that was super cool. And I did too. So that is a big thing. Is she able to harness like a weapon? Like, you know, they wanted to do that focuses only on certain patterns or, yeah, but the weapon, I think, would mostly be against virals. It didn't hurt Brad, I don't think, because well, that, that was loud. Did she not want to hurt Brad? That's what she was doing. Oh, did, did she do it in purpose, or did she just kind of freak out a little bit and scream? Or, you know, I'm just, what was behind the scream? Is there more behind that that we know? I don't think, I think the scream was just her screaming because he was going to hurt the one person in her life who she still cares about, who cares about her. And she was just screaming. I don't think she was using it as a weapon at that point. I don't think that's something that she knew she could do. Right. It was a very long scream. It was. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that was interesting. I mean, I like that. By the way, Pet died too. We forgot to mention that, but we knew that was happening right in front of Jonas. So as soon as that happened, Jonas is like, no, let me out. And all the bears are like, security protocols uh, to the walls. We'll let everybody out. Okay. Oh, not the vampires. We don't let them out. (laughs) You guys need a better security system. They need something. I'm telling you. Like people just wandering around. Brad gets out when he wants to. Yeah. That, yeah, just leave him down there by himself so, you know, he can escape. That's another thing that cracked me up, too. They they knock out uh, Brad, take him downstairs, like zip tie him to a chair and leave him. And this is like they've mentioned how you don't want this guy off the reservation. And you don't want this guy anywhere around. But no one's watching him. Seriously? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Security protocols really suck. It's just bad. Carter's really bad at his job sometimes. I'm just saying. He is. But they have vampires and virals. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else for this one? Because I'm tapped out. I feel like we hit everything that we need to. And I don't know. I'm just excited for next week. Because, like, I'm ready for Amy and um, and Brad to get out. So they go find Lila and Lacey. Yes. I'm ready for coming And and find out what happened to uh, Lila also. You know, because she's going to get taken. Like, who grabbed her? Like, I was like, wait a minute. Is that that Horace? Is that Gilder? But how how would they have found her? That's a good question. I don't know. It could be somebody else. Uh, Who knows? 
Well, that's all we have for this episode. You can check us out over at purefandom.com as well. We do a podcast over there, Brad and Court Talk Podcast. We cover all sorts of things like Siren and 12 Monkeys and the Magicians and Van Helsing and Winona Earp and Krypton and a whole lot of other stuff. Some Uh, really cool interviews. Yes, some really cool interviews. We talk to people. We do a lot of stuff over there. And you can go over to thedollsarewatching.com and hear some of my little short creepy stories that I got going on. Got a new one coming up this weekend. I th- I'm thinking I'm moving from like the every week to like the every other week format just be because cool. I'm trying to get other people to record stuff and sometimes it's not as easy to get that done as fast and, you know, other stuff and things. I can understand. Yep. So what do you got? Um, I've been doing a podcast every now and then with Madeline for the, for Manifest over at Pure Fandom. Uh, if you go to iTunes or SoundCloud and just pull up Pure Fandom, you'll find all of our podcasts over there. But yeah, we've been talking about some of like the major, major events that have been happening on Manifest. We're definitely caught talking next week or the week after for the finale. But we talked most recently about uh, last week's episode. Oh, man. It was so good. Oh, yeah. 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 I haven't seen this one yet, but I'm, you know, it's a busy week for me, but I will check it out. No, no. Last, last week. I haven't oh, seen last, this week week. yet either. Gotcha. Like I'm, I'm going to hold it and then make it like two hours for, for the finale for next week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on a lot of places. I don't know where you found us right now, but you can probably subscribe there. We're on Radio Public. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Pocket Cast all over the place. So check it out. Absolutely. Oh, and Brad, mm-hmm. I told you I watched Kingdom, right? Like I've been just the whole thing. Yeah, oh my God. I did too. Kingdom. If you have not seen Kingdom on Netflix, go ahead and watch it now. It's a, it's Korean zombie movie uh, series. Six episodes, six, eight episodes, something like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like I think, eight maybe and they go so fast Brad it has subtitles but get over yourself it's amazing yeah seriously watch it it is great Uh, some of the subtitles are actually rather amusing I'm pretty sure in medieval (laughs) Korea they did not say goofy Uh, but you know just it is great I really love the way it the way it happens I zombie stuff is like one of my things is like I have a bunch of published zombie stories and stuff like that already done from a while back, but yeah, check it out. It's great. Also, I'm going to recommend, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about kingdom uh, at some point. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give everybody a little bit of time to watch it. I am also going to recommend the wailing that is on Netflix. I just watched it. It's another Korean show. Literally. I think it is a masterpiece, uh, horror movie. It's two and a half hours long. It's all in subtitles. Watch it. It's great. Yes. And, oh, and if you have Shudder, watch Horror Noir. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, it just explores the history of black horror films awesome. and, like, what it was like trying to break in and the treatment of uh, black actors in horror films. You know, you knew, you knew everybody's seen horror movies in the 80s. You knew the oh, roles. Yeah. The, black, the black guy's going to die first. Yep. Unless you're Ken Foray, then you're just going to kill everybody. Exactly. And it had that, it has actors in there, like uh, David, was it Keith David from The Thing? Uh huh. Yep. And yeah, they just, oh my God, just, you got to watch it. It was good. Right. I think it's their highest rated documentary that's ever come out. Nice. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. We'll have to break into this and start talking about this stuff here one day. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, avoid that psychic connection. It won't always work out good for you unless you're piloting a giant robot. <laughs>